Hey, before we begin, I want to let you know about a new show from Curious Cast that I think you might be into. It's called Russia Rising. Putin's Russia has been accused of using internet trolls, hackers, and even assassins to influence the West. This new investigative podcast hopes to unravel the giant mystery that is Russia with the help of those who know her best. Russian trolls, hackers, Putin supporters, and even a former KGB spy. Join Global News Europe Bureau Chief Jeff Semple on a journey to find out how Russia has gone from tenuous ally to a potential global threat. Listen to Russia Rising for free at CuriousCast.ca or wherever you're enjoying This Is Why. When do your dietary restrictions become a human rights issue? Say, for example, if you're a vegan... The Ontario Human Rights Commission has identified creed and specifically non-religious belief under creed as being a grounds for a claim against discrimination. Whether or not ethical veganism satisfies the further assessment will be something for the tribunal and the courts to decide. I'm Nikki Reitmeyer, and this is Why. There's been some pretty strong public reaction to this story, which, at first glance, it is a story that seems a little bizarre and maybe even a little bit silly. An Ontario firefighter says his human rights were violated when he was not provided sufficient vegan food while battling a forest fire in British Columbia. Give me a break. Just ridiculous. I find it quite horrible that uh, he has to go through that. But why is it these same people that are vegans and vegetarians and keto diet people trying to force their dietary agenda on the rest of the population? i got to be honest, I've never heard anything so ridiculous in my life. I, I just can't believe what this world is coming to. But once you get past that somewhat sensational headline and look a little bit deeper at what the actual facts of this story are... Well, the conversation starts to change, as it appears this firefighter may actually have a valid complaint under Canadian law. I do think the firefighter who needs the vegan food is an absurd thing, but so are people who demand cultural or religious foods for that kind of a situation. If you're going to have one, you have to have the other. Let's look a bit deeper at this story and add some more context before we make up our minds. So the firefighter in question here is named Adam Knopf. He's from Kenora, Ontario. And if that doesn't automatically ring a bell for you, well, probably because it's a small town, just 15,000 people, split in half by the Trans-Canada Highway. Adam's been working with the Ministry of Natural Resources and Forestry since 2008, and he's often dispatched out of the province. One of those assignments was across the country to British Columbia. In 2017, B.C. was experiencing a record-breaking wildfire season. It was almost like driving through Judgment Day, through dri- like driving through Armageddon. 
From the air, the sheer scope of the Finley Creek wildfire is evident. Patches of smoke billow from charred hillsides, areas blanketed in red retardant. Pine and fir trees burnt like matchsticks. The dry conditions and steep rocky terrain poses challenges for the people tasked with tackling this A provincial state of emergency was first declared July 7th, and it was extended four times over the next nine weeks. For those in the fire's predicted path, these are stressful times. This season saw more acreage burned than at any other time in the province's history. Dry fuel, heat, and relentless wind, catastrophic devastation. Adam was fighting one of the nearly 1,000 wildfires that were burning across the province. B.C. was in a state of emergency. He and the rest of his crew were stationed at Williams Lake, and they were working 14 to 16 hours a day. He wrote in his complaint to the Human Rights Tribunal of Ontario that, and I quote, On some days during my deployment to Williams Lake, I was not provided with any food that was vegan or not otherwise contaminated with animal products, and therefore forced to go hungry. And it's not like he could just go to the grocery store or go to a restaurant and get a good vegan meal. The whole town had been evacuated. All that was open was a Tim Hortons that the police were helping run. Williams Lake isn't completely empty. The fire crews and police that have stayed behind to protect the city are needing to refuel. They are lining up at a local Tim Hortons that's kept, kept its doors open. The problem is there isn't enough staff left to meet the demand. So some weary customers are stepping behind the counter to help workers get it done. Making some BLT sandwiches for the, for the RCMP and the fire people and helping out the community. What's today been like? Hectic. Very hectic. We didn't think we'd open, but... They all came in and they wanted to be fed, so we're doing it. So he complained to his supervisor, and that supervisor said he'd do something about it, but nothing was actually done, according to Adam. So Adam says he continued to go hungry. He said he'd eat a plain bagel, have a coffee, a salad, some fruit, beans, a stir-fry with a protein bar on the side. On one day, he claims the only source of protein in his dinner was a single black bean. On one occasion, he was given a meal that was only half vegan. The other half contained animal products. So he poured it out in front of the staff. He says he was hungry. He was tired. And in his words, quote, after working 16-hour days for four days with inadequate nutrition, I began to feel physically ill and mentally groggy. It all boiled over when he was promised a veggie burger at a special camp barbecue. But the cook was handling the meat burger patties with the same gloves on that he used to handle the veggie burger. Adam yelled and swore at the cook when he saw this. The cook yelled back, and Adam was given a warning. Tempers boiled over in an already tense situation. The ministry says that Adam threw non-vegan food at staff. He denies that. But it resulted in Adam's supervisor sending him home, back to Ontario. The ministry says Adam was suspended three days without pay due to his, quote, inappropriate, insubordinate, unprofessional, and aggressive behavior. He was also banned from fighting fires outside the province for the rest of 2017 
and all of 2018. So who's in the right here and who's wrong? Well, Adam says the ministry knew about his dietary restrictions. Remember, he'd been with them since 2008. For this mission, he'd even filled out the standard food information form. In his statement, he wrote, quote, The Ontario Ministry of Natural Resources and Forestry discriminated against me and failed to accommodate my sincerely held ethical beliefs when it failed to provide me with food that accommodated my personal commitment to ethical veganism and then disciplined me and suspended me because I attempted to assert my right to accommodation of that sincerely held ethical belief. I am an ethical vegan and that I not only follow a vegan diet, but I extend the philosophy of non-consumption of animal products to all other areas of my life. I do not think that humans have the moral right to oppress other beings or cause them pain and suffering. End quote. On the other hand... The ministry told Global News that it was trying to feed 1,000 firefighters and the closest open grocery stores were hours away. They said, quote, vegan status is a sincerely held lifestyle choice, but does not meet the legal definition of creed. They went on to say they supported the employee and accommodated his food restrictions as if it were a component of his health needs or part of a recognized creed. Okay, remember that word creed. That's going to be important. So now you've heard a summary of what happened in mid-July 2017. Has it changed your opinion at all on whether or not Adam has a legitimate human rights complaint? You know what? Um, on two points there, I totally, totally agree he should get a meal. Without a doubt, everybody has that right. I mean, that, from my perspective, is one of the most disrespectful acts a chef can do, not respect people's food, right? Well, if they, if they promised him that they could supply him with vegan food and they didn't do it, then it, it, they are responsible for that. I'm a vegetarian. I'm actually get pretty... Uh tired of being discriminated against. This is stuff that I'm getting sick of, and I hope this guy wins his lawsuit. Well, I don't have a problem with this guy getting food. My, my issue is, and, and it goes deeper than, than just this situation, is as far as human rights goes, there's such a spectrum and a variation of what people believe. I have some core values and beliefs, and, and they run really deep. What should I be able to go into anywhere in society and demand that I have my needs met based on my values and beliefs? What makes it legitimate? Well, this case really hinges on the expanded definition of what defines a human rights violation in regard to one's creed. As of 2015, the Human Rights Tribunal stated creed can also apply to non-secular beliefs. So not just religious beliefs, but potentially to things like ethical veganism as well. Coming up later in this episode, we'll hear from two lawyers, both who look at this case from different perspectives. Does Adam, the vegan firefighter, have a legitimate human rights complaint? 
You're listening to This Is Why, a national radio show and podcast from Global News. Find episodes now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts from. So I'm uh, Derek Anderson. I'm a partner at Bar Picard Law. Uh, I specialize in uh, criminal law and human rights law. Derek is based out of Edmonton. And my main question for him, well, it's pretty straightforward. Does this guy actually have a shot of winning this case? I think he does. I think he does, especially given the the facts uh, that attach to his case, uh, the fact that his employer was aware of his um, belief system and that they were happy to um, comply to provide the accommodation necessary up until that point. The fact that, uh, in a sense, you could see it as exploitative in that he was working for them uh, and he was also depending on them while he was out in the fields at at, uh, Williams Lake for, you know, food, housing, etc. Basically living in camp. And uh, they weren't giving him what they knew that he needed. So, you know, I, I think that he does have a pretty strong shot. Now, you said that they knew of his belief, but there's some people who would say, wait a minute, you know, veganism isn't a religion. So how does this fall under being a human right? Well, the Ontario Human Rights Commission has identified creed and specifically non-religious belief under creed as being a grounds for claims against discrimination. Um, You know, it's not an analogous ground anymore. It is something that is enumerated uh, on par with sexual identity, for example, as uh, on par with religion, uh, which is, I guess, the immediate analogous uh, comparison. So so it is a ground that has been established, that being creed. Whether or not ethical veganism satisfies the further assessment will be something for the uh, tribunal and the courts to decide. It folds into that very undefined definition of Creed, but as we know it, what exactly could creed mean? Well, I mean, in this circumstance, I mean, uh, a system of system of ethics, a system of beliefs that guides how a person chooses to live their life. The fact that this particular firefighter does not eat or in any way use food or other materials derived from animals is an aspect of that belief, but it is not the entirety of the belief. It is a smaller component, in a sense, of a larger ethical system. Have we ever seen anything like this before, where veganism goes up against a human rights tribunal? Um, just off the top of my head, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of, um, within an academic context, uh, there have been applicants or claimants who have said that their academic work, which has been pro-vegan in its focus, was discriminated against by professors, basically the person who's receiving a poor mark or challenged as to, you know, is this really a valid area of academic study? So the person challenged that on the basis of discrimination, on the basis of creed, specifically vegan or ethical veganism. Those, and I think there were more than one There has been more than one case in that circumstance. Uh, Those have been basically summarily disposed of. So there hasn't been a finding that ethical veganism is 
a creed for the purpose of a claim of discrimination as of yet, but it has been tried. The firefighter's situation is, you know, markedly different in the sense that his treatment by his employer had real physical adverse effects on him and on his ability to do his job. He was punished, you know, he was actually disciplined for, yeah. you know, taking a stand against his employer. Yeah, because he was actually suspended ultimately too, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. You know, I got to wonder, would this story be even making news headlines if we replaced, you know, veganism with something else, like a, a Jewish man being denied proper access to kosher food or a Muslim man being denied halal food or a Hindu man being denied vegetarian food? Is it just because we're talking about vegan food that the story has had such impact? Well, we might be talking about it, but from um, probably a very different perspective, um, the approach would probably be, you know, one of shock that clearly established religious b beliefs and dietary requirements were being not respected, right? So there would be more outrage uh, at the conduct of the employer rather than more ridicule in terms of um, the application by the aggrieved. Very interesting. Now, if he wins his case, which it sounds like he has a fairly decent chance of doing so, could this set a precedent for how vegans can expect to be treated, not just by, let's say, a government body like the ministry, but by all employers in Canada? It could. It could. I mean... How the courts decide to characterize a person or a belief does have a trickle-down effect into broader society. I think there's there's no question about that. You know what the courts say we will tolerate as a society. Society often will, uh, if they haven't already adopted that uh, approach, they will generally not always adopt it. I mean, you know, we have a system in Canada where we believe in drawing. You know, bright lines of distinction between good and bad, right and wrong, so on and so forth. But we use a pencil when we draw that line. So the line often is erased and moved and redrawn. And, you know, the, the court system, the tribunal system um, allows for that ongoing dialogue with, you know, the greater culture and society at large to, uh, to uh, occur and progress. That was Derek Anderson, a human rights lawyer from Edmonton. But I did say that we would hear from two lawyers on this story, both with different views. Q employment lawyer Stephen Gilman. Now Derek, as you heard, obviously thinks that our vegan firefighter has a pretty strong case. But in Stephen's opinion... In my opinion, it's going to be a tough sell uh, because... In his, his sort of press release, when he's talking about this matter, the claimant's sort of saying, you know, this is a lifestyle choice. And so for good reason, our Human Rights Tribunal covers an extensive number of grounds, whether it's um, sexual orientation, religion, family status. It, it, I mean, it, it's endless and for good reason. But it's going to be tough to, to couch it into a lifestyle choice because he's not connecting it to a religion. Like you correctly mentioned, if, if he was... Jewish and the only product 
they were going to provide up there was a pork-based product or shellfish-based product. I think this would be a pretty formidable claim, but, um, you know, the, the trouble the tribunal is going to have is where does it end? And what does this mean for employers? And in that same vein, what does it mean for employees? Should you expect, if it's a part of the job, that your employer supply you with food that meets your dietary requirements, be they religious requirements or something else like veganism? Well, you know, it's always good. I mean, whether whether it falls under human rights or not, it's always a, a good thing to try to keep staff happy, to try to... Uh, accommodate different people's food issues because look now there's an employer that's locked up in a uh, a one to two year human rights adventure that they they probably didn't want to be involved in in the first place so i mean if it, it seems here that they're saying we just couldn't accommodate this due to resources available but certainly if you have an employee if you're feeding your employees and the employee has a a dietary uh, request or a lifestyle request do everything you can within your power to, to, to help the employee out. But, and, and even more so if it's due to health, if someone is uh, allergic to something, if someone, um, you know, bodies can't process milk, or there's, there's a million different reasons why this actually could be a human rights violation. So instead of splitting hairs and calling your lawyer and trying to figure out whether you accommodate the employer or not, if you can do it, just do it. Ethical veganism has never been ruled a form of creed before. Experts clearly can't agree on which way this case will go. So it'll be interesting to see if this case, when it's finally concluded, actually sets a new expansive precedent. This Is Why is produced by John O'Dowd and me, Nikki Reitmeyer. It's a national radio show and a podcast. You can download now at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts from. Give us a rating and a review. We're on Twitter at This Is Why, or send us an email. This is why at CuriousCast.ca. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.